and welcome to another edition of Player Interviews presented by Inside the Hashes. My name is Juan Pablo Guadincamargo, and today we're talking to Oregon State's own Gus the Gus Bus Lavaca. The senior left guard and I sat down and dove deep into what he thinks he needs to work on going forward into the pros, as well as his relationship with left tackle Blake Brandle and so much more. And with that said, let's jump into it. Hey, Gus, how are you? Good, how are you guys? Oh, we're pretty good, pretty good. Listen, before we get started, I just want to ask, like, how's your family? How's everyone taking care right now during the pandemic? Like, is everything okay with you? Uh, yeah, I mean, we're doing pretty good. I mean, other than getting stuck in this house with five screaming kids around. And... <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> oh, man. Like, five screaming kids? Like, your, your brothers and sisters, or? Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm staying with my brother right now. Hmm. He has uh, five kids, like... Their ages like four, three, two, one, and four months. Wow, how do you how do you try to like stay sane when when you have like screaming kids all around you? I'm over here in my room. Usually, in my room. They're outside just singing and dancing to the song, and I'm just trying to find a way to shut out the noise from outside. I would I would think you try you would try to join them because like of your experience in choir. <laughs> no. <laughs> all right, man. Well, 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 man, like, I, I, I'm glad you're taking care, and I hope, like, you continue, like, to, to stay safe during the whole thing, so. First off, I want you to break down your player profile. Like, what do you, like, what kind of offensive alignment do you see yourself as, your best skill sets, where you think you can improve? Like, really define yourself as a football player. I'm more of a run-blocking kind of offensive lineman. I feel like I do really good in punches when it comes to, like, doing one-on-ones and help teams. I need to improve more on my pass blocking scheme, but I feel like I'm, I'm pretty good at that, but, you know, always can improve on that part. In, my, in our offensive team, I'm usually the one that pulls, pulling guard. I guess I'm usually the one. I mean, like, you have, like, 340 pounds that try to pull. And, and I feel like they just pull me every single time. I don't know why. <laughs> I guess, like, would you say, like, you have pretty good speed and, like, quickness when it comes to... Pulling when when you're pulling to the outside. Yeah, I feel, uh, I feel like that's one of the reasons why I, I was chose to like pull most of the time because for a big dude how I am, I'm, I'm pretty fast on my feet. It takes, it, it takes a little bit just to get going, but like once I get going, there's like not stop. There's, uh, there's like no stopping me. Do you remember what your forty was during your pro day? Yeah, I had a five four. Wow, like really, that's really that's really quick for like an offensive lineman. Good job, man. Thank you. All right. I, I was kind of like looking up a little bit on your background. I'm a little confused on, on something. You were born in Hawaii and you grew up in Utah, or are you from Utah? Oh no, I was born in I was born and raised in Utah. But I mean, after I graduated, I committed to Hawaii. If that's what you're talking about. I think, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. So you being of Polynesian descent, growing up in the very rural aspect of Utah, t- take me a little bit of like what that was like for you. into like starting with football like you know to go into it I like my parents I mean because I grew up in a big family as well I have five sisters and two brothers and my parents just like how I'm doing my parents just wanted us to do something 
get out the house, be active, and stop annoying them. So she put us, she put me in football, she put me in wrestling, she put me in rugby, tried to do track a little bit. So I guess football is just the one that stuck with me. Other than wrestling in high school, football is the one sport that I really liked. I know that, like, you played on both sides of the line in high school. What made you want to settle more into being an offensive lineman instead of a defensive one? <laughs> That's a funny story. I actually, I actually committed to Oregon State because they said that I was going to play D-line. And then it was when Sataki and Blue Ice over there, they moved to BYU. They're the head coach and defense coordinator there. I was already at Oregon State. And they pretty much was like, oh, you're going to play offensive line. You should just play offensive line. So I was like... I can play whatever. I mean, scholarship, scholarship. I'm, I'm done. Do it. Do you think that your background as a defensive lineman has helped you with regards to like technique and film study when it, when it comes to lear- learning learning how to block for next week's game? Uh, definitely. That, that definitely does help. I mean, I, I I didn't play much defense, but when I did play defense, like I didn't really, like learn like techniques and stuff. I was just like just firing off the ball and doing whatever. But I feel like learning from like what defensive players want to do really helped me as an offensive lineman player. Now, as an offensive lineman, do you often play like the free technique with a hand in the ground, or are you more just like standing up sort of? I think it depends. Uh, I feel like I like being three point, three point, because I mean, the the whole point of like you know, line trying to like move a guy, you have to be lower than him. So if you're in a three point stance, you're you're already pretty low. If you're two point seven, you're not that low. But we, we, us in Oregon State, off the line, we uh, when it's like definitely like a pass situation, like a fourth and long, or, and we're trying to go for it, we definitely just go two point or like two minute drills. Definitely two point. When it comes to when it comes to running the ball, you said like your biggest strength is running the ball. Are you more inclined for power uh, for power running scheme or zone running? I, I like both. Like we. Like we uh, like my first two years, we we did a, a lot more power. We did a lot more like inside, but or gap scheme. But I feel like I like zone better just because you have like wide zone and tight zone. And it gets the like if we're doing wide zone, it gets defense. Like he, like he doesn't have to like fire off the ball anymore because if he fires off the ball, you already beat him to the spot. The ball can be ran outside or whatever. So I I definitely like zone better. Especially outside zone. As a as a guard, you usually have to face up against like huge DTs who often specialize in bull rushing. But is there any technique that you want to improve on defending against more? Mm, I guess like just cutting off the backside shade. Like that's that's really like, the hardest. Or cutting off like a front side four eye. Like, you got you got to get like running and stuff. I feel like there's still improvement on that for me. Mm-hmm. Just because I feel like I have to drop step a little bit, I, I understep myself sometimes. But that does not help at all. Okay. Now let's move over into like the start of your recruitment years. You said you had initially committed to Hawaii with when you had an NLI. Why did you initially commit to Hawaii? I mean, I I came out of high school and I had I didn't have that much offers. I, I feel like I had. Hawaii was probably the better ones other than like going to Idaho State or something like that. But once I committed Hawaii, uh, after that I served a LDS mission, came back and I was like, uh, I feel like I don't want to go to Hawaii because it's kind of too far away from my family. I want to be somewhat close to my family. So I contacted the Oregon State coach and he wouldn't be there too. So I was like, oh, 
down to Oregon State, though. But Hawaii was just like, I went over there and it just, it kind of felt like home. It felt like I was around even more polys than I was before. But come back for my mission, just, it kind of changed my mindset about going there. You say you contacted the coach at OSU. How did you uh, have his contact information? Oh, so Elisa Duyaki, he's a BYU coach. He's He actually coached my high school at Kearns. He was like our rugby coach. Plus he went to my ward and stuff, so I kept, I kept in contact with him. Same as uh, all the other coaches. Yeah, Elisa stuck in. And with that, you say you went on, like, on, a, on a two-year mission before you – you started your college career. Is there anything that you learned from your mission that you brought with you to start college football that you feel like is going to be able to carry into the pros? I feel like usually when college players come to like first get to college, they're like a little bit immature, like they don't really get like to live on your own off stuff. But I feel like when I went to Alma Mission, I came back and I was already used to the fact of living on my own, already used to the fact that like I can't be playing around, I got to take things serious. So. I feel like that's what helped me a lot, like, to be able to not screw around and just to focus on what I need to do. You were you were a 21-year-old freshman when you got into OSU, right? Yeah, pretty much. What was that like, like, being, like, like one of the more refined, mature underclassmen? <laughs> I got made fun of a lot. I, I had people just call me old. I mean, like, I was the same age as all the seniors, some of the seniors already left. But, I mean, it was, it was kind of fun, too. Like, people over here make fun of me saying I had that, that dad strength already. The, the dad strength? The dad strength, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, there was this one story I found. It was when um you you had met your offensive, your left tackle, Blake Brandel. Yeah. And you were, and he had seen you in the weight room. Like, uh, you were a freshman, but you were already, like, benching 400-something and squatting 700-something. Is that true? <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was, I mean, I've always been into, like, lifting and stuff, so even on my mission, I was just trying to do whatever I could to keep in shape, so my first day over there, they were, like, testing me out, and I feel like I went to, seven, like, I, went, I went up to 700 pounds, and they're like, oh, you're just going to stop there, I, I feel like I, get, I kept going, but he was, he was like, just stop there, and for bench, I had, like, 375, it was close, it was getting there to 400, but, but yeah, I guess I, I was probably the stronger freshman in that area. <laughs> what would your what were your like your personal bests when it came to lifting? So for bench I hit four fifty squats. Like I said, like we we did we did it, did it I hit seven fifty. We never did after that. We decided to do front squat. I don't know what I got to front squat. Cleans and stuff, I don't really remember. All I remember is the the bench and squat. Would, would your teammates say you're like a bit of a gym rat? Like you're always in the gym working out and lifting weights? <laughs> Not really. I'm more like, it's kind of it's like natural strength. Okay. I, I've met gym rats and I'm, I'm definitely like them. I don't go to the gym every day. Like just, like, I've got my little brother's like that. I wish I was like that. <laughs> I'm so I want to ask more about like your connection with Blake, like a left guard and a left tackle. Like not a lot of people often know how much chemistry is needed between that side of the ball, especially the blind side. So like, talk to me a little bit of like you know having that connection with Blake and how it's helped you develop as a lineman. I mean, first of all, like he was he was actually on the right side his freshman year, and then I think he moved over his uh, sophomore year. But like, I don't know, working with him like. 
stuff, like, we, like, we don't even have to, like, talk to each other about, like, people communicating on field, like, oh, me and you got this dude and that dude. Like, me and him just already know it. Like, we already know what's going to happen. Like, we can also see, like, their twists and stuff. We just, like, call it, like, we don't even have to call it out. We just know what's going to happen. We have this thing where, like, it's like a snap drag where I'll snap the three technique over him because I know that, like, they're going to twist, you know? Like, it's, it's just, like, me and him already know that. We don't really got to communicate, and it kind of F's them up, too, because, like, I, I feel like other people, like, defensive I don't have to be, like, like, tell them, if you if you know what they're going to do, they'll probably switch it up. But since we already know what they're going to do, but we're not saying it, like, it kind of messes them up anyways because we're just going to do it when we already know. And I feel like I, for, for me and him, like, I've grown just to, like, trust his decisions, like, trust, like, if, like, if I mess up, like, if we mess up, like, we, we're more accountable. And, like, like, okay, that was my bad. I know what I did. Like, it's just hard to find, like, a less tackle that would be, that's just, that's just like that. Like, that makes it, like, from those that he messed up, he'll fix it. Like, he'll change it no matter what because he knows the game. He wants to improve. So it's, yeah. all, so it's sort of like a sixth sense between you two when you play, like, like you said, like barely any communication. You just you just always have the feeling like there's kind of like a like some mental link between you two that always has each other's back when you're when you're on the line. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I know that you guys don't really like, you've never been roommates or like never really been like talk to each other like a lot when in in practice. But you have classes together, specifically a bowling class. I think it is. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, our since since we were like older. And we take a lot of classes on the front end. Towards the end of the year, we all we had to take was like a bowling class and a yoga class together. So it was just like we just sat there just having fun the whole senior year while everyone was working. Everyone was in class like for half the day, but me and him just bowled for two hours and went home. Who was the better bowler? <sighs> Damn, that's all. That's a hard question. I mean, he, he probably I probably got the highest score out of me and him, but he's more consistent. I like to play around and try to spin it and all this stuff. He's definitely a better bowler, though. Have you, has, has either one of you, like, pulled out a turkey yet? <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> what about yoga? Who would you say, like, I don't, know, I don't know if you can win at yoga, but I guess, like, who's the more, who's the bigger yogi? <laughs> Once again, definitely him. He's more flexible than I am. I know that for sure. With, with regards to, to, to Blake, like, I guess I want to ask, is it true that he calls you the Gus Bus? Everyone calls me that. That's just my nickname from now on. Oh, is it, um, is it because like you know you're you're like a bus that r- runs people over? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I got I had I had that name since high school. People were just always like making fun of me like, okay, that's my nickname. I don't really take offense. Well, like with regards to like your your on your on field production, like. First of all, your freshman year, you you blew up like like first team all all American, like all these honors, like like do you think like that has to do with your like your maturity and your 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 age as a twenty one year old competing against eighteen and nineteen year olds, or is it more your like technique and dedication? Like I mean, I guess yeah, like I'm I'm a little bit older compared to like some young guys, but I feel like that that wasn't more. It was more like our offensive line that year was. Pretty much just me, Blake, and the rest of the seniors. Like it was, it was because of them that I was able to get those awards. Cause what what they did was just, I mean, if I did something wrong, they're on me. They're like, hey, you gotta do this right. You gotta do this right. Like, okay, okay. Like, if it wasn't for them, like I guess I wouldn't get those awards. Like 
they're, they're the ones that pushed me to, to get to be who I am. They're the ones that, like, had my back when I was failing uh, and stuff. Like, so I guess, yeah, it's a little bit of maturity, too. I had to, like, take some crap from, like, 20-year-olds. I mean, they're about the same age as me, but, like, still, I'm, like, a freshman compared to them. So, yeah. When it came, uh, that I feel that like it's like sometimes like you just like spouting stuff and you gotta try to be like the bigger man on the yeah. field. Like, I feel you. Now like, you're like a lot of what you've recorded. First off, forty one out of 40, 41 starts in forty five games. You've only allowed nine sacks in four years, and not to mention you've led. You've been on an offensive line that's recorded eighteen hundred yard rushing performances, including a thousand yard season for Jamar Jefferson. Like, what what would you say is like your secret to like be like being that model of consistency on in a position that often is riddled with either injury or 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 lack of technique and poise. Hmm. I mean, I, I the running backs we had like they're great running backs, like the great wrecking the wrecking doll, what we call it, Ryan Mall. He was he was just an animal himself, and Jamar Jefferson, another first run All American. It, it's it's kind of hard to not be great when they're running right behind you. I, I, I feel like as a whole lineman, even with like all the injuries and stuff that we've had, I don't know, we, we've grown just to trust each other. Like no matter what, like it, like we just have that uh, depth thing where if one person gets hurt, like the next person has to step up. And like, I guess since we're like so close together, we're just all on the same page. And everyone knows what they have to do. Even if they're like not even playing, they just, ready just to take the next spot you know speaking of like taking the next spot i know like you were able to like start your college career because you you one of your one of your teammates went down with an injury i think let me just see in my notes fred laulina i think so like when he went down like it was your chance like to to start and you never let go of the starting spot like (laughs) i I know like oftentimes like for football players like you you don't wish the worst and the worst that happened to people but when that happened it kind of gave you like the opportunity to like really shine so kind of take me through that like that day for when you got that 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 not to go in i mean i was i don't think i was even supposed to go in like i mean I, i've grown a relationship with coach woods he was our uh office coach he's at utah state right now but when fred laurina got hurt he was a left guard and i was practicing right guard and so feel like left guard is like a whole like you have to like transition like everything in your head. For me as a freshman, that was really hard. But I wasn't even supposed to go in on left left guard. Like I was like like third string right guard. Like I wasn't even ready to go for it. But as soon as Fred Lowry got hurt, like coach was just like, Gus, you're in I'm like, What? Like like, you know, just like surprised at what he's what he's saying. Like, I'm the left guard and I was like, Okay. I think the very first play, like we called the play broke the huddle and I, I was in my stance and I was like, Wait, wait, what's the play? And I was talking to my left guard, he's like, he's over the play. I was like, does that mean I'm pulling? Like, I said that out loud and like, <laughs> the defensive, the defensive end just like, yelled into the whole defense. Like, he's pulling, he's pulling. And I was like, ah, oh, damn. Right when I pulled, I got bent at the line and, you know, I guess that's my uh, welcome to the Pac-12 kind of play. <laughs> but, for the rest of the game, like, I mean, I, I messed up a couple times. I know that, like, my left, my tackle was screaming as hell, like, trying to tell me to do stuff. But for the most part, I was able to protect the quarterback. I was able to try to remember these plays. Like, I, I definitely was 
nerve like nervous. But I I guess after that, then I was just like, all right, I got I gotta fix what I have to do. Like I gotta fix like I gotta learn every single play now. Like I can't I can't be that guy that's like not ready and wasn't able to take that step. And coach trusted me too, so after that, I I, I settled down and got work done. And, you know, trying to be, like, that leader that, that try to, like, stand by example, I would imagine. Exactly, yeah. And I like that kind of, like, leadership. It got you to be team captain this year. How did that feel, mm-hmm. like, being able to, like, your your final year in OSU, like, what's, like, what, what, how did it feel to be finally named a captain? It was weird. I mean, I'm not usually the guy, like, I mean, Blake said it in our interview, like, I'm not usually the guy to be talking, like, say it out loud. I'm, I'm more the guy, like, just the do it and, and like tell everyone like this is how you do it like not to tell them like just to follow me or anything but like I like to lead and lead by example but for me to be captain this year it was I guess cause it, it, it also helped me to like be better on the field be uh, more accountable on the field film watching how to make the other alignment as well accountable because it all starts with us and stuff so yeah I guess being a captain really like Help me more than that. Help the team. Was there anyone in particular that, like, you took, like, like being like that person that leads by example, like, was there anyone in particular that you kind of took under your wing to try to, like, tutor or help, not only just in football, but in life? Yeah, there's two that I, I try to help. Uh, the one that was my backup for last year, who maybe two games, in which I was kind of hurt in. His name, uh, Onesimus Clark. I, I was trying to, like, Help him out. Like I always try to like make sure he's doing the right things. Same as my, we call him. I call him my son, but I'm a seal. But when he first came in, he was like he he looked like me when I first came in. Maybe a little bit shorter, but he was a little big kid. Like I could see like when when I was like right out of high school, I, that's how I would act, just a little shy and all this stuff. But those two kids, like I, I feel like I, I have. A, it was my purpose just to like teach them and make sure they grow up, make sure they mature, right? Because I mean, they're both poly kids too, so that's another thing. Us poly's got to stick together somewhat. So, like you know, being a leader and having to lead by example, like you, it's always like you're the guy that people look to to like try to see like what to do. And last year, especially, like you were like like you were one of like the top guys going to like OSU as someone to like look watch out for. Can you, like how did you feel like your season went last year personally? For me, I feel like it started off really, uh, then towards the end, like, that's when usually people get hurt, and people start, uh, going a little bit downhill, especially if, like, their season, like, not going as well, but I feel like, like, for me, like, I definitely just stayed consistent. I wish I could have kept, like, you know, keep going up and, like, go to my full potential, but wasn't able to. I mean, I got hurt just a little bit with my shoulder, and that's when... One of the guys had to come in for one of the games versus Cal. <clears throat> I feel like our season was a little bit disappointing, but then again, like there was a lot of stuff that that was good about it. Like, I mean, all the like most of the games we lost, like three of the games we lost by field goal, and usually that doesn't happen. Usually, like like our record from like the past years was we get blown out or we barely win, and. For, for us to be really close to, like, winning those games, like, against Washington State, against Stanford, 
uh, Hawaii. Those are the games that, like, really on the line. Like, if we did, like, what we were supposed to do all four quarters, like, we, we definitely would have been in the bowl game. Would have been our best season, too. I mean, this was our actual best season, but it would have been even better. Now, talking about Hawaii, and I assume NFL coaches and scouts have already asked you about this. Um, I know like there was like an incident at the end of the game, like a scruff between you and another player from the opposite team. And I was reading like how like how you felt afterwards and what was going through your mind. Tell me like like what it kind of like as like the person like who doesn't like you. You said like you're not like a huge talker. You don't like really show too much there. Like how did you feel? How do you feel like reflecting on on the incident? I feel like, like, during that time, like, I mean, I'm not the kind of guy that gets so caught up in his emotions that he doesn't react. Like, like I've never done that in practice. Like, when fights happen, I'm usually the one to break it up. But I guess, like, like, like we said, like, I felt like I, I was, like, the leader, and I felt like, like, I let my team down and everything. And, like, when I'm at, at the end of the play, I gave this guy a little shove, and then I got shoved again, and then shoved again, I couldn't, I don't know, I couldn't control my emotions, and I ended up swinging at him, but thinking about it now, like, I definitely regret it, I definitely regret, like, trying to do that, because I know that, that just shows, like, like, I can't control my emotions sometimes, like, I mean, like, I'm not usually that kind of guy, but, like, for it to happen, just, I don't know, kind of really embarrassed about it, uh, I remember after that game, like, I tried to message him, Cause I, I mean, I know who he was. I tried to message him, couldn't find his Instagram, so I ended up texting like one of the dudes I do know on the team, the kicker. And he's like, "Oh, not, I mean, it takes a real man like like to come come back and like say you're sorry, but like we appreciate." It. He told the guy after that, like I had a huge talk, like a long talk with my head coach, and he was like, "Like you're not the kind of guy to do that. I don't know what why you would do that, but like." Just don't let it happen again. And, I mean, even after, like, I played in the Hula Bowl, and I saw him there. He was, like, on my team, too, and I went to apologize. He was like, it's okay, like, I forgive you and stuff. And I guess that's what, like, made my day. And once he said, like, you forgive me, I was like, okay, like, let bygones be bygones. I'm sorry. Like, I won't have to happen again. Like, if you want to punch me right now, I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you that chance. But I guess, yeah, I'm just really embarrassed that that happened. So it's that like level of like maturity and recognition of who you are to like really like grabs the attention of like NFL scouts and coaches because they often look for like young leaders that can immediately take over a locker room. Would you say that like if you were to get drafted and start a pro career, that you would that you have the capability of bringing that kind of a culture change to a locker room in disarray? Should there be one? Um, yeah, I feel like I mean first it all starts with individual groups like if it'd be like for us in the old line it first starts with us and then everyone has their own group and then it starts again like if we do our thing right then like it, it affects the whole offense which then affects the whole team but i feel like yes i, I definitely have an impact that i definitely be that old line and i have to get together with the other line just to do stuff just to build that like a stronger bond i mean we me and blake did that at oregon state our last year it, it definitely helped, like, I feel like for, for us to be, like, close together, made, made our team even closer. So I definitely could be, like, uh, I'm, 
I'm more of a, a team player than I am an individual player. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to add before we finish up here today? No, I think I'm good. All right, man. Well, yeah. Guys, thank you so much for taking the time to, to talk with us today. Uh, really appreciate it. And really appreciate you being so earnest and honest, even with uh, even about, like, Hawaii. Like, really appreciate that, man. Mm-hmm. I just want to say thoughts and prayers for, like, all your family members that I hope they're okay. And I hope that, like, y'all are taken care and wish you nothing but the best going forward in your pro career. Thank you so much. Thanks for this opportunity. No problem, man. Talk to you later. Yeah, you guys be safe, too. Bye. Once again, I'd like to thank Gus for taking the time to sit down and talk with us today and wish him nothing but the best going forward, not only in his pro career, but in life in general. And remember, for more player interviews like these, you can check us out on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts anywhere. Just type in player interviews hyphen inside the hashes in the search and for our social media you can look us up on instagram we are at inside the hashes on instagram we are inside hashes at tw- on twitter we are inside the hashes on facebook and you can check us out on our website at www.insidethehashes.com for player interviews and for inside the hashes my name is juan pablo guarin camargo